Welcome to the Sports Leadership Podcast, where leaders in sport get practical, relevant insight to help them take their leadership to the next level and become leaders worth following. Now for your hosts, Kevin DeShazo and Mark Hodgkin. All right, welcome to episode 25 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kevin DeShazo of Fieldhouse Media and Culture Wins, along with Mark Hodgkin from New Lion. And we are excited to dig into this episode. We're going to be talking about this idea of comparison and what that does to leaders. Um, it's a really fascinating discussion, something that I think impacts us all. And we hope that you, you find something valuable and, and help you change your mindset in the way that you go about your day. Yeah, you know, it's been said uh, that comparison is the thief of joy. Um, it's really the, the thief of leadership, too, I think. I mean, it's a good topic to talk about. I think we all um, struggle with it, um, whether we want to really kind of admit it or not. Um, there's an inevitable desire to compare yourself to others. And I think there's some, some really damaging things uh, that come out of that. And excited to get into that today. Yeah, I think it's one of those things when we talk about comparison that a lot of times we don't even realize that we're doing it. It's just kind of become so ingrained in us to compare um, ourselves to other people, to other organizations. And then we also don't realize the impact that it's having on us, on the way we think, on the way we see people, on the way we speak and operate, um, which is a really unhealthy thing. So as we dig into episode 25, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, hope you find something useful to take away uh, and to start to fight against comparison, both in your own mind and in your team culture. So Mark, on this idea of comparison, I read a, an article, it was back in, in probably March, you know, around when, when March Madness was happening, and uh, it was a story on Gino Ariema at, at UConn. You know, at, at this point, they're in the midst of another perfect season. Um, of course, we know they went on to, to not win the championship, but at this point, they were still undefeated, and they were talking about how um, things have changed for Gino and for UConn over the course of his time there, from coming in and just kind of playing the game and, and, and going home and how, how simple road trips used to be to now it's almost like this rock star idea and concept where they, they come in on the private jet, they come in and, and, and destroy an opponent, get back on the jet and they go home. They're, they're in and out playing the show and they go back, back to home base. And I, there was an interesting quote discussion in, in part of the story where he was talking about how he's, it's been a real battle for him to actually enjoy the season. Um, we talk about winning is everything. Well, they were winning at the highest level and he was not enjoying it. And as a result, the players weren't enjoying it. And he kind of brought that back to this idea of comparison that he keeps comparing them to previous teams instead of enjoying the success that they're having. And of course, trying to build and get better and learn and not be complacent. He keeps looking back to previous teams. Well, if only they did this, like that team did, if only we could pass like this team, if only we could score like these guys, if only we played defense, like, and it was robbing him of, of joy. It was robbing them of um, this, really the success of winning and all that comes with winning. And so I thought it was a really interesting thing because I, I do think comparison is, is a deadly thing for leaders. It's a deadly thing for our culture. And here you have someone winning at the highest level over a long period, period of time, a person that every, every other team is comparing themselves to UConn. And women's basketball, that's, that's essentially the standard and has been over the last few decades. Yet Gino, just like the rest of us, still plays the comparison game, the what-if game, the why-can't-we-be-like game. And it actually impacts their level of success. It impacts the way they experience each other and the team and the culture, and it kind of robs them of, of the present. Yeah, UConn's an interesting um, 
case study. I mean, I used to work at the the conference that they were in uh, for seven years, worked really closely with the UConn program first in the Big East, um, where they had some really heavyweight opponents. Uh, you know, Louisville was in national championship games and Notre Dame, same thing. And then when they went to uh, the new conference, really were head and shoulders above almost anyone else, uh, maybe outside of USF. Um, teams that they could really kind of dribble circles around um, and just probably couldn't beat them even on their best night. Um, and it's, so it's tough to, to kind of get yourself up to that level. And I think it's, it's probably why, why coach ends up comparing his team to previous teams, opposed to teams are playing. And I think it's, it's one, on one side of it. Um, I see where you're coming from on the um, robbing some of the experience um, and comparing it to a uh, Sue Bird's team would have done this better. And Dan Trossi's team would have done this better or, or what. Um, but it's also, you know, I think he's in that position where he has to, you know, you have to keep your own scorecard. Um, and I think that's something that I see a lot of successful coaches um, able to do that, you know what, and I've seen, and I've seen uh, coach Oriama after games where they've absolutely throttled an opponent and he's not happy um, about it. He thinks they, they didn't play well. Um, and I know there's people who think he runs up the score. Um, I know there's people who think he's bad for the sport, but it's really an interesting study that he's really comparing himself against the best that they can be, which I think is at the end of the day, really where we're trying to get um, with these comparisons. You really, it's hard to compare yourself to others. Um, you really have to kind of keep your comparisons to how good and how effective you can be as a person. That I think is the key point when it comes to comparison is I love the keep your own scorecard concept, right? It's not, we're not measuring ourselves to other standards and, and all of us can find ourselves in that position. It's easy for me to look at, you know, other, other organizations who are in the industry, other speakers and wonder why, why am I not doing that? Why can't I have what they have? Why aren't we growing at that pace instead of realizing like, wait a minute, no, everything is exactly where it should be for us. My, here's my standards. Here's my scorecard. That's what I'm actually measuring myself against. Not any, anyone else's standards, not anyone else's definition of success. Because when we, when we do that, the only thing comparison leads to when it's, when it's outward comparison is either pride Right, because I'm all of a sudden I'm I'm building myself up because I see myself as better than someone else, some other organization, some other leader, some other team, which is not healthy. Or it just leads to unhappiness and discontent and, and depression and frustration because I'm not as good as, or I don't have the resources that someone else has. So comparison never ends in a healthy place for a leader, which of course then multiplies out into our team. If if the comparison is, here's what we're capable of becoming. Let's, how close are we moving to that? Because then we're able to actually be present in the moment. We're focused on our people and who they can become, not focused on our people and how they're comparing to other teams or teams of the past. And so that, I think that's a really key, key thing of comparison to the outer world is, is just can destroy us pretty quickly. You know, I think it's unavoidable too. Um, you love social media. I love social media as well. But it's really a product of of that environment to be comparing, right? I mean, it's been written about a lot. It's been talked about a lot. There's a, a certain um, perception or a certain there's a certain image you want to portray on social media um, that's overly positive for the most part for most people. You want to show kind of your highlight reel, and when you know when you're a person who's on that a lot, you're seeing other people's highlight reels. All day, and everybody has a natural inclination to to compare their own day to day with other people's highlight reel, um, which is, as you said, really kind of it's really kind of counterproductive, and it's it doesn't lead to a good place. You either become, like you said, prideful of being better than other people, or think you're better than other people, or you're 
beating yourself up because you haven't, you know, you don't have as nice of a car as so-and-so, or you haven't had a cool vacation or whatever it ends up being that you're comparing with um, just really troublesome. So I think, I think you have to be aware of the environment you're in and the, and the space and the way that the, the culture is for lack of a better term. And yeah, I think that's the first step to kind of getting over this and being, you know, okay with where you are and where you're at and not, not comparing yourself to other people. So I think that's one of the first steps. Do you think there's any other things that, uh, that people can do to kind of minimize the effect of, of this comparison game? Yeah, I think comparison, you know, at the root of it is really insecurity, which we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Um, it comes from a, a lack of belief in ourselves and we're just, it causes us to, to be fearful, to, to play the comparison game because insecurity ultimately drives negative behaviors. And I, I heard a great quote um, a few months ago, I, I was at an event and this guy talking said the comparison consistently clouds the clarity of your calling. Because we, when we're comparing ourselves to others, we're, we're losing our way, right? Like we have, we have a mission, right? If we're a coach, if we're an AD, if we're a CEO, whatever our title is, whatever our role is, like we have a mission, we have a purpose for what we are doing within our lives, within our families, within our teams. And comparison to others distracts us from that. It makes it cloudy. And it always comes as, as a result, I think, of insecurity. Like it, it, it could be a setback. It could be things aren't progressing as fast as we think they should. And so we start to look at other people and, and, and get frustrated instead of powering through and pushing through what we're trying to do. Um, for me, I think a, a, you know, a way that I try to combat comparison, and, and I do think that social media can be a really powerful thing when it comes to comparison in a negative way, because we, we all put, like I said, put our highlight reels on social media, and that's not being fake. That's the point. It's like we want to share the good of our lives with other people. All the bad of my life, I'm sharing with my family and my close friends. Um, I'm not going to put my, my stresses and my failures and my worst days on the internet. Um, when people do that, we, we call them crazy. Like, my goodness, well, I can't believe he shared that. His wife's going to be, what, what is she going to think? You know, like we, we, we have personal moments to share those types of things. But when we're watching highlights of everyone else all day, it can cause us insecurity to, to start to rise up. So for me, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, it impacts, a, uh, this drives a lot of the things that, that I do um, is starting that, starting my day with a reminder of who I am. I've got that personal kind of vision statement, identity statement. This is who I am. This is what I'm here for. This is what I'm going to do today. And I let that drive me. And if I have to recenter myself on that multiple times a day, then, then great. I did a, did a talk uh, recently at, at NACTA convention. We were both at on this idea of trading up. And so I have to trade up to a better mindset, to a better activity in the morning so that I can fight against comparison, so that I can fight against insecurity. Instead of going straight to social media and seeing the highlights of everyone's evening or what they're already doing for the day, I've got to start and get my mind where it should be. Um, so I think having a, a personal identity statement, a personal vision statement to remind yourself of who you are um, is a really powerful way to combat against the, this, this thief called comparison. Yeah, another thing that comes up and another thing we've talked about a lot that just really, really comes to mind when we, we're having this conversation is that idea of gratitude. It's really hard to be making comparisons, to be obsessed with uh, comparing yourself to others when you're really truly thankful for what you have. You never know what else is going on under the surface. I mean, how many celebrities and um, athletes, coaches, people we've seen who've had just catastrophic falls from grace and you realize, oh man, that was a wreck underneath that. There was so many problems. There was financial problems that we weren't aware of or, or relationship problems or, or all sorts of stuff, which you just don't know until something goes bad. So I think when you're 
spending time being thankful for your family, for the job that you do have. It's hard to be hung up on worrying about the job you don't have or how someone from, you know, your age group is like a certain title that you don't have yet, you know, that, that can be challenging, but you know, do they, are they living in the place that they want to be living in? Do they have the same kind of meaningful relationships that you have where you know, it's, it's cliche, but there's going to be people who are better off than us and always people who are going to be worse off than us. Um, and kind of keeping that in mind um, and being thankful for what you do have really kind of, I think helps this, uh, this issue. Yeah, it's a great point that we, we often find ourselves looking up at other people, wishing we had what they had. And there are people below us is the wrong phrase, right? Nobody's below anyone. But there are people looking up at us, wishing they had what we had. And so that, this idea of gratitude, it's, it's critical. And it's one of those things that seems cheesy. It's like, oh, you should, you should be grateful. But you know, having a mindset of gratitude has, has real ramifications in the way that we operate, in the way that we think, in the way that we lead people. Uh, it, it changes our, our thinking. And I, you know, John Gordon talks a lot about, he does a gratitude walk every day. You know, he lives, he lives in Florida on the beach and people can say, well, it's easy. He lives on the beach. Well, he's being intentional right, to trade up to a healthy activity to so just take a 10, 15 minute walk and just remind himself of what he has to be grateful for what he has instead of always focusing on what he doesn't have. And that can be as simple as I heard a speaker one time, he was telling the audience, it's like, man, just sit here like out loud say what you're thankful for, what you're grateful for. He goes, it could be that you have shoes on, that you have socks on, that you have clothes, like all these small things that we take for granted. If we actually sit and pause and think for a minute, we, we all have more than we need. doesn't mean there aren't stresses that come and go in life, but we all have more than we need. We have jobs and abilities to take care of our family. Um, we have people around us. And so to stop and just be grateful cultivates a healthier culture and it helps to combat comparison in a, in a really practical simple way. So that's, a, that's an easy practice that people could do. Again, doesn't have to be a gratitude walk, but just reminding yourself anytime you, you, you know, we talk a lot about this concept of know yourself to lead yourself. If you know the comparison tends to pop up often, you have to be aware. Like notice when it creeps in and when we're too busy, all this stuff falls away, right? We have to, we have to slow down be intentional in life to realize like, wait a minute, why am I comparing myself to that person right now? That's, that doesn't lead to a negative or to a positive reality. That doesn't lead to a positive outcome all right, well, what can I do in this moment? Know yourself to lead yourself. Well, let's start to lead yourself in a better way to choose gratitude instead of comparison because comparison ultimately robs us of our potential. All right, we're focused on someone else, what someone else has um, or doesn't have. We're not going to be present with our team and we're not going to become what we're actually, actually capable of becoming. And the same is going to be true of our team because they're not going to get the best version of us, which is going to impact the ability for them to produce and grow and be healthy. What other ways do you think uh, people can fight against comparison i think it's similar and it's definitely in the the know yourself to lead your camp but i think spending some time understanding where your triggers come from on these you know it's understanding that okay this is real this is something that i might fall into but then also maybe going a little bit deeper and saying i don't know instagram really kind of triggers my um comparisons when it comes to money or lifestyle or something like that. And then, you know, maybe, maybe you have to make some more decisions and start avoiding certain things that are triggers. You know, I think that's all part of it. We only have so much time in the day. We only have so much energy in the day. Um, really understanding what it is that triggers you. Maybe it's um, an area where you can use some mode, external motivation to get better at something. You know, when I was um, 
you know, losing some weight a couple of years ago, you know, having a certain amount of comparison was, was motivating. It's a delicate balance to, to walk and it's a delicate path to go down, but um, there's definitely ways to channel it. But I think it all starts with identifying what are your triggers, what are, tri- what, what are situations and events and people maybe that, that trigger these things. Um, and then, you know, deciding how to avoid it and, and where the, where the positive motivation can come out of it. Because I think there are some external motivators. I mean, that's obvious, right? That there's some things from ex- external and some comparison um, that can be motivating and not completely destructive. Um, and I think, I think really just doing a, like a lot of these things we talk about a real involved and honest inventory uh, really helps. Yeah. This idea of, you know, looking at where your motivation comes from impacts comparison. So weight loss is a great example, or, or just if you're trying to, whatever you're trying to do, there's always someone we can compare ourselves to. Um, and if our, if our motivation is always external, that means we're always trying to be better than someone else. We're always comparing ourselves to someone else. A, that's just unhealthy and exhausting. Um, and it, it's, we're always going to find someone else to, to, to compare ourselves to for motivation um, versus our own internal motivation. But there is, as you said, a key distinction between looking at someone and learning from them. So I wonder what they're doing to get that result. Not an unhealthy way, like, man, they've done some work. I wonder what have they done that I can learn from that I can do as well? Cause if they've done it, I can do it again, not in an unhealthy way. Um, but as a, as a, as a form of, of motivation versus a, just a really unhealthy, well, great. They did. it. I'm never going to be able to do that. They, whatever it may be, but finding, finding, you know, identifying what your actual motivations are. If, if you're motivating yourself to be better than someone else or to become the best version of yourself, if it's all about being the best version of you, you, you can, you can learn from other people instead of comparing yourself to other people. Um, cause there's a lot to learn from people who are successful and whatever it is we want to be doing, if it's weight loss, if it's career, if it's public speaking. And that's, that's been a really hard thing for me. I'll just be honest with, with those who are listening is, you know, there are days I, I deeply battle insecurity. I'm not good enough. This is never going to work. No one wants to listen to me. No one's going to bring me to speak. And those are all lies. I have, I've been doing this for, for almost nine years now clearly there's something there that's, that's working, that's resonating with people. And I don't mean that from an ego perspective, but if I look at the actual data, like it's, it's working. Um, but I can always look at other speakers like, man, they're always somewhere. Why am I not always somewhere? Well, number one, I don't want to always be somewhere. I want to be home with my family. Um, I want that balance, but I've had to switch. And instead of comparing myself to those speakers, now I want to learn from those speakers and I want to cheer on those people. I've, I've turned some of the people that I was envious of that I compared myself to, I've turned them now into friends that we can, we can text back and forth and share ideas from. And so now I don't see them in an unhealthy light because I'm not trying to be them. I'm trying to learn from them so I can be the best version of me. So understanding where our motivation actually comes from and, and trying to learn from people versus com- comparing ourselves to people. And I think you hit on the key difference, which is uh, back to that idea of keeping your own scorecard, right? Like heard somebody talking about, um, of all things, the ESPN body issue. And they were talking, you know, these are when athletes and sports personalities, um, stripped down for this photo shoot, very differing styles of, of bodies, all very successful athletes. And one of them was talking about, you know, I know I'd never be, I don't know, skinny or six foot, uh, with, with, uh, six pack abs or, or whatever, but they know they can be athletic. They know they can be healthy. And that's where they were driving. They want to be competitive. They might not ever be, um, the skinniest person or the most traditionally fit person, but they know, Hey, this is good for my sport. I'm taking care of myself. I'm, I'm watching my diet and I might just always be a little bit thicker or a little bit bigger than other people, but I've learned to deal with it. So that's kind of one of those examples of using motivation to kind of keep that on that on scorecard. 
And I think it always, you know, we keep coming back to this idea of mindset, right? If we have a healthy mindset, we can, we do not, we're not comparing ourselves to other people. We're just trying to become the best version of us. So we, we can become secure, confident, and humble in who we are, knowing there's always room for improvement, but not improvement to get validation from someone else, um, to prove someone else right or to prove someone else wrong. But no, this is what I'm capable of being. Am I moving closer to that reality today? And, and so for people to own their mindset, to think better of themselves, you can, you know, you can be delusional with self-talk, but being honest with yourself, like, no, I'm actually pretty good at, at what I do, or I'm, I am making progress um, and looking at facts, not just emotions. So owning your mindset so you can have a healthier thought process, healthier conversation, because ultimately what we're trying to do with people is help you guys get and help ourselves get to 100% health. That doesn't just mean you know, physical health, but helping, helping, helping each other get to as close to 100% health as possible as individuals, as leaders, so that we can multiply that into our teams, to our families, to our communities. Because if we're unhealthy, that's what's getting multiplied. That's what's being spread into our teams. If, compare, if all we talk about, uh, if all we're thinking about is what some other team's doing, that's all we're going to talk about to our team why aren't you guys like this? Well, why aren't you doing it like this? And that's not healthy. Um, the comparison game is, is deadly for everyone internally and externally. And so we have to own our mindset to start to think better and be secure in who we are and focus on becoming the best version of ourselves. Okay. So this is a great conversation. One that I think is really pertinent for people in the college athletic space where Kevin and I spend a lot of time. There's a lot of job changes going on right now, a lot of promotions. We have a lot of friends who've gone out there um, and gotten good, good new jobs recently. Um, and we know there's some people out there that are kind of looking around for new jobs. So, you know, it's a, it's a perfect thing to keep in mind when some of those comparisons um, and some of those ugly comparisons and those self-defeating comparisons might kind of come into play for people listening. Yeah, we've, we've got a you know, recognize comparison that it exists, fight against it. Um, and as we talk about often on this podcast, people are, hopefully you're noticing, we hit a lot of the same concepts, no matter the topic, because these ideas help, help shape how we, how we lead, how we think around whether it's insecurity, around whether it's comparison, around whether it's leading people. But this idea of being intentional rather than being accidental. Um, if we're going to combat comparison, it's not just going to happen because we want to stop comparing. Um, we have to be intentional and trade up to healthier activities, trade up to healthier mindsets so that we can become the best version of ourselves for ourselves and for everyone around us. Yeah, so we encourage um, everybody listening, take, uh, take some stock, spend some time um, over the next week or two thinking about, um, you know, where maybe comparisons are coming in and bringing their head in kind of an ugly way or a self-defeating way. Uh, think a little bit about your triggers, um, things that maybe do hold you up in this area. And um, until next time, um, I'm Mark Hodgkin. Uh, you can find me at, uh, on Twitter, Mark underscore Hodgkin, and you can find Kevin at, at Kevin DeShazo. Um, we'd love to talk to you, hear your thoughts on this topic or any others, um, things you'd like to hear on the podcast moving forward. Um, and we hope everybody has a great summer.